everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. This episode has completely changed how I feel about the military. Totally. I was about to say, Matt, that is... I... <sighs> we are brought to you by our supporters <laughs> on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. Uh, for $2 a month, you can get access to all of our bonus material, a bunch of hundreds of hours of bonus podcasts at this point. We have a person to thank, Matthew. Ooh, fantastic. Uh, Fred Gow? Gaw? One of those? Thank you, Fred. Goff. Goff, maybe? Thank you, Fred. Uh, this week's episode is G.I. Annoyed Grunt, G.I. Doe. Yeah. Episode HABF21, originally aired November 12th, 2006, written by Daniel Chun, directed by Nancy Cruz, received a 6.7 rating with 11.4 million viewers. The chalkboard gag, we are not all naked under our clothes. Uh, really? Is, uh, is, is Barta uh, never nude? Maybe. Maybe he has sewn clothes into his skin. Don't, no, that's not what... That's not what I'm talking about. Man. What, don't, Robbie? Don't, don't, don't say... That's awful. Don't say things like that. Um, I mean, even if you're a never nude, you're still naked under your clothes. The couch gag. The Simpsons are the on a car wash conveyor belt, and they, they get washed like in a car wash. Um, very long couch gag. Very long, full intro sequence with full long couch gag, which stop me if I heard this one before is sure sign that this is filled with filler. They didn't have filler and crap. They just didn't. They did like, how short can we make this episode? How we are, sh- the we are short on time at more than ever before. More commercials than we ever had before. Uh, what do we do? Oh, let's make the intro as long as possible and make the couch gag as long as possible and make the episode itself as short as possible. Uh, in this case, I don't mind because this episode's bad. Uh, this episode guest is episode guest stars Kiefer Sutherland as the Colonel and Maurice LaMarche as the assistant Colonel. We got Maurice LaMarche again, Matt. He came back for this. Episode. Thank goodness. I mean, it doesn't matter. Uh, they I don't know this. I think I found it, Matt. I think I found the, I found the episode. It's just I don't I just I'm dead inside. Like, I don't feel anything. Yeah, it's like. Do they realize they've done this episode before and much better in Simpsons Tide? And Simpsons Tide was was merely okay. Yeah, Simpsons Tide was okay, and yet it's still way better than this. Um, like I, I can almost see where this episode came from. If they were like, "Hey, we want to make it an epi- make an episode about you know the military shady recruitment tactics and uh, the horrible things they're doing," it's like. But you can't really do that in The Simpsons unless you completely have none of The Simpsons characters involved. Because Homer has already been in the military once. Uh, Marge is not going to join for sure. And the kids are too young. So who is this story going to follow? Oh, we're just going to put Homer in the military, but not let him leave Springfield. Okay. Okay. Well, they, mm-hmm. it, again, Matt, this, it, calling this satire is the kind like is like a a christmas gift it's like the kindest thing there's there's no satire in this they make references to shady recruiting tactics of the military but it doesn't mean anything nothing in this episode means a thing and at the time conservatives were really upset about how this episode portrayed the military and military recruitment 
And I, for one, but for once in my entire life, I'm, I agree. <laughs> I agree with them. This episode's terrible. It says nothing about the army. It, it actively, it does bad, it's bad satire, bad parody. And in doing so, actively impedes the people who are actually trying to, you know, say something constructive and negative. Like if they, people who have negative opinions about the military and how we recruit people, et cetera, et cetera. This actively impedes trying to make progress on that front because it's so dumb. It may, it it just does not. Whew. We start at the mall. There's a lot. How, how many times? It feels like we're at the mall a lot lately. It's just, it does. And it's weird because this is the period when malls were already deteriorating. So what? Yeah, they just made a joke. Not to, they, like literally they started an episode where the mall was a piece of crap and full of nothing stores. And yet in this, in this episode, the mall is nice and new and it feels like it's fresh and vital. Um, well, they went to a different mall. They went to the old mall in the previous episode. This is the nice new mall, the rich people's mall, rich people mall. Got it. Okay. So Bart Milhouse are there. They have crushes on. There's a gag here at the very beginning where they have a crush on a mannequin. And then it's immediately forgotten. I don't, such a strange thing. Yeah, it's such a weird random thing. Like, it's like originally the, the plot called for them to just see the bullies in the store. And they're like, we need to flush this out some. Uh, they have a crush on a mannequin. This, they have a, they have is that a, cr- a common thing? I no, Matt, no. This is not a, no one. No one. I'm not going to say no one because, of course, someone does. But, I mean, there is a there's a the Bob's Burgers episode where there's a man who thinks he's married to a mannequin. That's which we, true. We, talk, we talked about on our Patreon not too long ago. But. It's inexplicable. There's a lot of just odd things in this episode that don't make sense or are just there. Um, there's this bit about them liking a mannequin for a second. The bullies are w- working at Foot Locker, and so Bart and Milhouse go, like, annoy them, basically. They go make them try on different shoes and tie laces differently. Because the bullies are employees and therefore have to treat them with respect. Yes, which, it I don't know. It it's whatever this it again this is nothing this is all filler, um they just uh, we have the squeaky voice teen is the manager which is we get a last name here for the squeaky voice teen is Friedman Mister Friedman they they call him which I don't know if we I don't know if that is actually canon or if that was just a name they wanted to give him for this specific episode, um but eventually he leaves a job, uh and Bart Himmel starts strung up in the store window, because the bullies can now. I, I, they're still are they still they're not employees I guess because without a manager the, the store can't be run I guess who knows who cares doesn't matter uh, because all of this is to introduce us to some army recruiters who try and recruit the bullies idle teens at one o'clock intercepting in three two sup guys heard the new rap CD yo I don't know what I dig more hip hop crunk or serving my country are you guys hitting on us No, man. We just want to talk to you about something near and dear to us. What, being gay? Close. The Army. Because of exciting current events, the Army needs new members. New members who want to earn money for college and see a part of the world that tourists never go to. Doesn't the Army have to fight in wars? (laughs) Not wars. Global struggles. You guys like globes. Let's go, dudes. Even the dumbest teenagers in the dumbest town in the dumbest state know better than to join the army. Well, we'll just have to go younger. Hmm. 
Yes, because at this point, no one was familiar with military recruiters and their shady tactics. I mean, it's every generation gets to encounter it for a, encounter it newly, uh, Matt. To be fair, um, so okay, we're not quite to the actual beginning of this episode yet. I mean, the episode has begun, but these are just inciting incidents to inciting incidents. We couldn't go too long without that. Um, so the, we cut to the elementary school where these two guys are recruiting the students there. They show them a video, which reminded me of a video that used to play in front of the movies when I, when I, at theaters, like in the pre-show, where it was like an army guy and like he was a fantasy knight or something and had like a big old sword and then... Oh, turned... yeah. I definitely remember those. Yeah. It was a Marines commercial. Yeah, that's it. And this reminds me of that, where it's, you know, it's a video where the the army man is in a helicopter and he blows up a bunch of fictional characters. Also, Osama bin Laden and a hurricane. (laughs) He blows up a hurricane, Matt. Um, Well, of course, with a missile. That's that's how you stop hurricanes. I don't know why we haven't stopped all of the hurricanes up until now. Yeah, you just drop bombs in a hurricane. It'll stop it, right? Right? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Bombs solve everything. I know. Uh, but this works. All the kids love it. They're all a bunch of dummies. So, of course, they like it. Um, and they promise to sign up when they're 18, which th- there is no way, shape, or form that this would be legally binding. No, it's not legally binding. And uh, it's just like this seems so silly because the whole point of a military recruiter is to recruit for a current conflict. Like if you're trying to get kids to join the military down the line, you have those, you know, weird Marine commercials we were just talking about having them signs form that they won't even remember signing is, is not going to be worthwhile at all. No. And I, like, there are like, this is one of, do- there's a dozen of these situations in this episode where what is this trying to get at? You have to be targeted here. If you want to make satire, like when I think of, relatively modern military satire i think of starship troopers the movie not the book uh the movie from the 90s paul verhoven who master craftsman of satire that movie that movie is all about the military and the and loss of life and how futile it all is and how you know we just engage in endless wars and it's like you know where how clear it is that this is just a machine that that grinds people into dust that that movie says something what is this episode trying to say is it saying the military is oh military is bad in general is it just say is it is that what it's saying is it saying that this the, the war that it was happening at the time the iraq war or afghanistan for that matter which hey it's still this is like that hey the afghanistan we're leaving afghanistan it's like oh that's still happening like there's obviously things you could say about it, but what is it saying? Like, it's not really targeted. It's not really tactical about how it's saying. It's not smart. It's not intelligent. Satire has to be smart. It has to be extremely smart. It has to know exactly what its intent is and how it's doing it. This is just a bunch of randomness. Like, oh, yes, army recruiters go after kids. I'm like, okay. Then make an episode all about that, which they've done. <laughs> already <laughs> they have weird <laughs> they've already done that uh and they're this is just that but it's not about that because immediately 
Because this is immediately this this uh this meeting ends in the auditorium. Kids go home and Bart is happy and tells Marge, like, I'm gonna join the army. Marge is angry, tells Homer to go down to the recruitment center and talk about them. Um there's also a bit here about Lisa being uh in PETA and throwing uh red paint onto Krusty's fur coats. Inex- yes, again, a monster. In- inexplicably? Like, why is this in this episode? Why is, like, is it, what is this episode about? <laughs> why are we having cutaway gags to Lisa and Peter? We don't know yet, Robbie. Who knows? We it don't know anything. I, yeah, okay. I mean, that, that, unfortunately, Matt, they just keep asking. That's, we don't, who knows? They, that could be, that applies now, and it also applies at the end of the episode and in the middle. Every step along the way. Who knows what this episode's about? Uh, Homer goes down to the recruitment center and talks to the fellas. Okay, Mr. Simpson, we'll tear up your son's contract. Sorry, guys. You know, his mother's the one who made me come down here. Sounds, uh, like you're kind of tired of being bossed around at home. Go on. Would you be interested in, um, well, I don't know, joining the Army? Wouldn't that take me away from my family for two whole years? Hey, a big target like you will be home a lot sooner than that. Woohoo! Where do I sign? Now, where's my parade? Where's my parade? We have this issue of Parade Magazine. Ooh, who makes what in America? Army Private, 14000 a year. Oh! <sighs> Where's my parade jokes, Robbie? Where's my parade? Yeah. Um, or hey, if you want to make jokes comparing our wars in the Middle East with Vietnam, which they do obliquely reference later on, like... You could do that, but they don't. It's n- none of this is concentrated. None of this is focused. And why is Homer joining the army? Hmm, to get away from his family. That's that's you know, which was not brought has not been brought up at all in this entire episode. In fact, Homer has not even been focused on in this entire episode. Homer has not been involved at all in this episode until this very moment. This episode is about Homer joining the army. We have not even seen Homer until this scene. Yep. 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 That's. We go to commercial seven minutes and 18 seconds. We sure do. Um, and if you thought this was bad, it's going to get so much worse. So don't worry. Strap in. I'm excited. So, uh, we begin. Can't this, wait. Yeah, we we begin by Homer doing his whole thing where he's leaving the house. Uh, he explicitly, explicitly says that he is doing this to keep the price of oil low uh, and then makes uh, points at Maggie and says that, oh, she couldn't keep the price of oil low. It has to be Homer. To which Maggie gets upset and Homer has to placate her like, you know, fathers placate their children when they're about to start crying. So, yeah, that's about where we are here. I'm it. Matt, can I? OK. Homer himself is just stating. I'm going to fight to keep oil cheap. Which is a very cynical point of view, right? That is like that is the, the I mean, it is a very here. It is a it's a point of view of someone who's already critical of our involvement in the Middle East, right? Someone who's already aware of reasons of, of reasons why we'd be involved in the Middle East that aren't just to keep peace or to fight terrorism. It is cynical reasons of keeping oil cheap. Exactly. And the problem is they put this in the mouth of Homer, who is enlisting as a basic trainee. Yes. So it makes no sense. No one would ever do that, even in hyperbolic terms. 
No, Homer wouldn't have this point of view, and that's the problem. Like a, a big, a big problem. There's tons of problems with this episode. Everything's a problem, honestly. But why would Homer say this? Homer, Homer, we don't know why Homer's joining the army, and he says it to keep oil cheap. Like, is Homer pro war? No, he hasn't anything. Homer is nothing. He is a blank slate. He is a vehicle for dumb gags. He isn't a character. Yeah, if this if this was American Dad and this was Stan Smith, the gag makes total sense. Go for it. But Homer, Homer is just an idiot. Yes, and they just keep. There's no. What is the perspective here? We don't know. It's just like this is. It's Homer saying, "Oh, I'm doing it to keep oil cheap, and I'm having this dumb gag with Maggie." And you're like, but. That that's not how satire works. It would like, or you want us to learn a lesson. You'd have Homer join the army for an altruistic reason, and then it's revealed to him that why? Oh, it's actually there's also this nefarious side to this about why we're getting involved, but it never even. Hmm. <sighs> Oof, oh boy, oh boy, Matt. I'm maybe I'm not dead inside. I still feel like a glint of anger. I still, still like feel a, a terrible thing. I feel like ember, an ember of rage burning don't worry we'll stoke that into a giant wildfire that will eventually circle itself back to complete deadness that's that's the cycle of simpsons i love it yeah so uh we get homer in boot camp which we have seen boot camp from several characters perspective and this is the homer one and it's just it's worse than all that has come before cannot hear that man huh that's weird did you not oh that's right i changed it from uh yeah all right try it again Ordinarily, I would spend the next two hours questioning your sexuality, running down your hometowns, and telling you to drop and give me various numbers. Are you going to ask us our major malfunctions? Because mine is I care too much. Unfortunately, the demand for troops has never been higher, so we've got to speed things up. While you've been standing here, your hair's been cut, and your clothes have been replaced with army fatigues. Names: Brooklyn, Hollywood, Kissimmee, St. Cloud, Florida, Maverick, Blanket Hog, Newman Zone, Master of Suspense, England's Rose, nickname pending, Bram Stoker's Dracula, and Snowflake. Snowflake? What happens to me in the summer? A troublemaker, huh? You're gonna sit here and eat donuts while the rest of the unit does push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> understand how does punishing them teach me a lesson just for that they'll do the push-ups one-handed while you eat alaskan king salmon and i give you a foot rub i like rubbing people's feet corns and bunions are a treat i can give massage real well if you know why don't ask don't tell this might be the worst thing in this episode i just robbie why (laughs) why is this supposed to be funny um i mean I'm laughing at you and your feeling, like your reaction, Matt. I don't. Mm-hmm. No, I. I think it is supposed to be funny. I think they have been doing these a lot lately. These long lists of things, gags, where like that yeah. we have the year we have a. This is all like very. This is vaguely referencing Full Metal Jacket. Um, very, very vaguely referencing Full Metal Jacket. Um, again, we've seen this exact sequence before. With Homer going through boot camp, where he's gets his head shaved, like we've seen literally this before, but there were jokes uh, in the in that in Simpson Tide. Um, there are no jokes here. I don't know what is the music choices like. 
I I don't know why. Like, I don't know why. Why? <laughs> I can't explain it. I don't know. I I I can't. I have no answers for you, Matt. In this game, I don't know why. I don't know what this is saying. Like, oh, we need we need to churn out soldiers real fast, so we just skip right through it. Okay. Much like I, we're just churning through this episode. That's like it is. It feels like this is just the writers. Like we need to get through this fast. Let's hurry up. Indeed, so we can forget it as as quickly as possible. So after this weirdly uh, homophobic uh, section, um, we get uh, everyone in this boot camp is immediately assigned to frontline infantry, no matter how intelligent they are, because that's what they need. They need people to go and get shot. Ha ha! Isn't that funny? Except Homer. And the other incredibly stupid people like Cletus. We've got homework, Cletus, and then a bunch of people we've never seen before. Uh, they are on special assignment. And that special assignment is basically doing maneuvers where the people in the country can see them because they are uh, – so the military can look good, I guess, is the point. Uh, Homer is totally fine with this. He goes to the family, tells them that he'll be staying. Uh, they are immediately suspicious, as they should be. Um, and then we get to what actually happens uh, for the rest of this episode. Homer ta- is put in charge of the idiot squad. Uh, they are basically just hiking through the war, mountains outside quote of Springfield. Unquote, war games, Matt. War games, yes, war games. Which is that? It, that um, is so, exactly the plot of Simpson Tide. That is exactly yep. the plot. But in this case, it's to make the military look bad, and instead of Simpson Tide, which just made Homer look like an idiot. Well, I mean, that's supposed to make the military look good because they can easily hunt and defeat Homer and his gang of morons. Right. I'm saying this episode of The Simpsons is made to make the military look bad, whereas Simpson Tide does it generally did. Is it? I mean, it made the military reserves look kind of stupid. Well, here. okay. I'm going to this is the other the other part of this, I guess, satire that The Simpsons used to understand and they don't, at least in 2006. If you do not portray the military as to what they actually are, you're not doing satire. Cause no, this, this you're, you're created straw man. Yeah. This is not the military. This, this is not what the military does. This, whatever this is, I don't know what is happening in this episode, a bunch of nonsense, but this isn't the army. This doesn't resemble the true, the actual American army. If you want to critique the, the, the tactics and strategies of our government and the American, and the American armed forces and the U S army, you have to portray them honestly. And then you drum up, you, you exaggerate around the edges. You don't, but you portray the, the, the army basically as itself. And then you let the fact that it's re- the, the realism part speak for itself when something crazy happens. Well, yeah, you, you take the, you, you take what exists and push it a little bit further. You don't go crazy with it. You push it a little bit further in a direction that makes what is actually happening seem as mm, over the top as it actually is. Uh, you, you say that, oh, this is this. If we just went a little further with this, it points out that how absurd what we're doing currently is. This just is not funny and annoying. Yeah, it also has to be funny. There has to be jokes somewhere, some laughs, somehow, somewhere. There are no, this episode is devoid of humor. There are no jokes in it like i can't has like there's no gags like i don't know what the funny part about this is like and there's like why is rainier Wolfcastle joining the army uh to make a recruitment film robbie but he's assigned to infantry 
Yes, they shave his head, which I'm sure a big Hollywood star would totally allow them to do. Uh, and then he's assigned to the infantry because they're tricking anyone they can into joining the military and, and doing the, the terrible jobs that you know they would want to do. This is where we meet Keith Sutherland, by the way, who plays the colonel uh, who Homer's in, entranced with. Um, and the colonel, he assigns everyone to infantry, which they will belabor later on in the end credits as he yeah. assigns all the voice actors to infantry. So this gets progressively worse. So we'll start the slide now. Uh, the military is out there with all their fancy gear tracking Homer and his idiots. And they've got night vision goggles, which Homer inadvertently defeats by fireworks because it's Chinese New Year. Uh, so Homer shoots off a bunch of fireworks, uh, shouts, and that blinds the military, allowing Homer and his guys to see them and run away. Uh, which then causes the military to invade Springfield because they run into Springfield uh, outside of the war games exercise. And so the military decides to go in after them because this is a defeat in their eyes. And that's where we go to a commercial. So Matt, mm -hmm. what is this saying about the military? Uh, it's saying that the military is a bunch of crazy people who will invade a town when they get their little feelings hurt. Really pointy critiques of our armed forces. I know it's it's so subtle. I barely even picked up on it. <laughs> I think I, I'm a, I'm a, like I think I fully support the armed forces now, Matt. This is what this this is what the Simpsons I, I, episode yes. has done to me. I'm like, go army. That's where I'm at now. This is what this has done. That's what the Simpsons have done. We come back from commercial at 13 minutes and five seconds. Um, Homer and the rest of his goons are on the run. Um. Why don't they just surrender? Because that would end the episode, Robbie. I, <laughs> but it's just up until this point, you would think they would surrender and let so that they could, they would be, it would be over. Like that's all you just surrender. You wave a white flag, you win. And then they don't have to do this anymore. Right? No. Homer goes to Moe's uh, to help hide them. Like, I okay. So they go down in the Mo's basement. Mo sells them out immediately. Like, and I'm not exaggerating here. Literally, the next scene is Mo selling them out for money. Which how? Again, none of this makes any sense. How would they know that Mo had them? It doesn't matter. Maybe Mo went to them and said, "Hey, if you give me money, I'll tell them where where they are." But he sells them out. The army immediately goes to Mo's to the basement to to, I guess, murder them. It certainly seems that way when they're shooting with real bullets into the uh, basement. What is this? Uh, this is once again uh, saying that the military is a bunch of crybabies who can't handle losing. But they, but they already they just won. They just capture. If you capture Homer, you win, right? That's a war game. That's exactly how it works. Yes, that's how they all end. One side wins, one side loses. But why? But is, not in this case. What is happening? I don't. They Homer never. Fa Homer fails into winning the war game. They never establish the stakes of what, why does the, why does this colonel need to win this war games? Uh, like what, what matters? Like, is it a matter of pride? Is he just ang Like, is he just want to win at all, at all costs? Does he get a promotion if he wins or he gets demoted if he loses? Like stakes, they're not established. We don't, up until this point, I am thinking like, oh, it's just war games. Why doesn't Homer just surrender? Who cares? But then you see them shooting live ammo at Homer, like, oh, they're going to murder him? They're going to kill their own... Like, this is on American... Like, I I'm not... 
again, I don't expect utmost realism here, but if the army invaded an American town and then killed a dozen of their own soldiers, they would say people, they would notice. It would be a scandal. Mm-hmm. It has to be realistic, guys. There has to be a baseline level of realism for this to work. They don't care. They don't care. Like, honestly, that's the answer to this, Matt. This is the laziest episode. They don't care. The creators don't care about this at all. They just, this is just shove a bunch of crap together for 20 minutes and get it over with. Homer won't surrender because of Abu Ghraib, which they. That's right. He doesn't want his junk pointed at by a hillbilly. And then we get a, <sighs> a literal reference to it with Cletus and uh, his and uh, Brandine. Which is that was their last was their Christmas, Christmas card. You last see, last Christmas card. I don't even know what to say about. Like, what do I? What do you say about this, Matt? Like, I I th- could not tell. This, you. I mean, this I is the, it, who is okay. This is okay. Obviously, this is awful and terrible, offensive, stupid. I want to ask you a question, Matt. Who is this joke? I okay. So let's assume that they think this is a joke. Okay, they think that this is funny, which is I assume that I assume what they're doing with this. Who is this joke for? I'm trying to figure out because if it's for, you know, liberals and progressives, uh, that doesn't seem like it would be funny to them, but would just piss them off. So maybe it's for conservatives uh, who wouldn't find it funny because they'd be like, oh, it's important that, that you know, that's what we need to do to these people. Uh, to so as best I can tell, it's for nobody. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, the, the, I don't know who this joke's targeted for. I don't know who they think is going to laugh at this. Um like it's not even enough to reference it they literally have a picture they show it and you're like why 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 is the simpsons showing pictures of war crimes why (laughs) Why? well how else do you get uh, laughs besides war crimes it's hilarious you know what i think is funny torture so funny it's so funny good so many jokes about torture it's even like uh (laughs) uh-huh It's crazy. It's just bananas. I want someone to ask Matt Greening about this. His next press junket for uh, Disenchanted. What I'm pretty that? sure he will disavow this entire oh, 10 Oh, absolutely. Longer. If you ask him about this, he's like, I don't remember that. What are you talking about? I'm like, Matt Greening, you guys had a joke about torture in about Abu Ghraib. Like, what is wrong with you? Oh, my God. How could you how could you do this? Like this is you you don't accidentally write a joke about Abu Ghraib. <laughs> what on earth? Okay. Who boy Matt. Okay, so we go okay, I want this is okay. This is important too. This is also crazy. <laughs> Cause here we go. Matt okay, so Matt. Homer is getting shot at, right? By with live uh-huh. ammo. He's in mortal live ammo. mortal danger. They're going to kill him. They don't want him to surrender. They don't want to capture him. They are going to kill Homer so they win this war game. And so, sorry to take this, but what happens next is Homer decides to crawl down to the sewers, even though the rest of the idiot squad wants to surrender. And later we hear them say, oh, we've captured the rest of your unit. Did they or did they kill the rest of the people with the live ammunition they were using? I don't know. I don't know. They don't ever establish if the rest of his. I mean, that's that. That means Cletus is dead. By the way, <laughs> they killed Cletus. If they yep. killed him, uh, never I come back now. I assume they killed them. That is my assumption. I don't know if that's true or not. It doesn't really matter, because immediately Homer goes down into the sewer. 
returns home, goes to his house, goes to his house, immediately returns to his normal life. I mean, it lasts 30 seconds, maybe, but he just almost got murdered, and then he's immediately like, I'll just go live at my house with my wife and return to my normal life with helicopters flying about outside and Humvees on the street. Okay. We saw we just got a shot with Homer getting shot at by live bullets. We get a joke about Abu Ghraib. And then, Matt, we make the joke a lot about, oh, this uh, this episode feels like Looney Tunes. We get, what is this, two minutes? Two minutes of a stupid Looney Tunes chase gag. Meow. There's a kitten. The kitten's uh, chiming in. Um, I know. He doesn't like it either. I, Sorry, don't, Herb. I don't blame Herb. Um, is he named after Uncle Herb? No, his uh, he was uh, he's Herb and his sister was Peaches. Matt, just, we were, uh, Matt, in my mind, okay. you should have just said yes. You could have just told me yes, okay. and we could have kept a bit going with our Simpsons episode. Um, Uncle uh, Herb, Uncle Herb the kitten doesn't like this episode no more than me and Matt. We have a two minute long. I'm gonna say Looney Tunes esque chase sequence because the Looney Tunes gags are generally. I'll say this, Matt. Despite myself, this is probably the thing I liked most about this episode. Wow, that is saying something. It's empty and pointless and does really nothing for the episode. But if you disconnected this from the rest of the episode, I would enjoy this the most. Because it is just Homer and a... a, a, He calls it a drone. He calls it a predator drone, which is... That is not... What it that is not what that is. No, that, that, that is that, a remote control helicopter. That's a remote control helicopter. Predator drones are gigantic. They're like the size of a minivan. They they have missiles in them. They they're not tiny little. They're not tiny little helicopters. Yes, the Hellfire missile is larger than a person. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're they're massive. They're massive flying. They're massive aircraft. So now, um, it's a two minute long Looney Tunes sequence. Looney Tunes esque sequence where we get Homer dressing up as a sexy helicopter and like it's just inexplicable but this it is directly referencing looney tunes this is not subtle or this that they they literally do have a the shot before the helicopter is destroyed by homer it is that's all folks we get a iris zoom out that's all folks literally in the camera view of this drone yep so, but he knows where Homer is now, I guess, or they're still searching for him. I don't know. Um, we get the army rounding up folks and imprisoning them. Attention Springfield! We are rounding up and detaining all men who are fat or bald or have ever been amused by the antics of Homer Simpson. Excuse me, I don't belong here. I am not bald. I am balding. Oh. Why will no one honor the ding? I honor the ding, sir. The hell are you talking about? Sir, maybe we should just quit. This operation has cost over $50 million since lunch. U.S. government policy is very clear. Never back down. Never admit a mistake. That's why we won over half the wars we fought. Mom, we've got to stop them from pacifying our town. Don't worry. I have a secret weapon. One more deadly than any gun. Lisa's face? A phone tree. Huh? Well, you'd better hurry. I don't think Dad can last much longer where he's hiding. (coughs) 
Dorothy's daughter comes every Sunday and brings all kinds of wonderful soups. Oh. And Melvin's son brings a banjo, and he works our names into his songs. Oh. Precisely, Herb. Precisely. Again, uh, this disconnected from everything else is 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 all right. Grandpa just being, you know, Grandpa. Mm-hmm. And being happy about, like, this... Uh, grandson that brings a banjo like that's it's something you know it's character yeah, i wouldn't call it funny but it's something right um so homer's holding up holding out hiding hiding out in the old folks home retirement castle and it's at this point marge has an idea about how to defeat the colonel so she calls up her phone tree I don't... Which can defeat any any gun. More powerful. Phone tree, huh? I... I don't... I don't know what this is. Is this some old thing that I'm just... I'm too young to understand? A phone tree? Like, I understand the concept of this. Is that Marge tells two people about a thing and t- tells them to spread the word, and they do the same thing on and on and on and on. But... Well, like, why, why does everyone else help? I guess because they want the military out of there. I, I okay. I guess okay. I'll we can take. Let's take that on on face value. The rest of the town wants the military out. Okay. So we have a sequence here where Marge calls her phone tree, and we see a long line of dissemination as people call each other. They call Ralph, and Ralph needs to call Lindsay Nagel, et cetera, et cetera. Just some gags in here. I, I use that word. As loosely as possible, gags. So everyone meets at the reservoir and they all bring their booze and they pour, everyone pours their leftover booze into the reservoir. Robbie, I don't believe there's such a thing as leftover booze. There just hasn't been drunk yet booze. Fair enough. Booze. They have booze. I don't know. Some have more than others. There's a long joke here about Mo not watering down his liquor. And his eyes are darting back and forth. And why is his eyes darting back and forth? Oh, he's it's thinking of a tennis game, thinking of David Mamet. And you're like, oh, guys, what? why are you? What is this episode? What are you doing? What? Why is this? So they pour all the alcohol they have into the reservoir. So that we'll get the military drunk from drinking the water in the town. I assume. Matt? I mean, yes, we see them filling their canteens from some random spigot, which is what you do. Uh, that, that, that's, that's a good way to get poisoned. Uh, but yeah. And none of them notice and proceed to drink a whole bunch of water and but get rip roaringly drunk. Matt, how much water is in a reservoir of a town size of Springfield? You guess? A lot, several million gallons. Usually. I don't really have to think about it that hard to know that this is impossible. Like, not even, I don't have to put a lot of brain power to this. I, like, I know that this doesn't, liquor is not that strong. Alcohol is not going to, you'd have to literally pour, dump trucks full, uh, you know, tanker trucks full of liquor, of just plain alcohol, grain alcohol, into the reservoir to make this do anything. Do they not want me to think about this? No, Robbie, you're not supposed to think about any of this. You're supposed to laugh at the hilarity of, oh, the military got drunk, ha, 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 and then you don't think any more about this. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, they they pour, you know, the, the couple hundred people of Springfield that are there at the reservoir pour a couple bottles each into the reservoir, uh, and then the town uh, wins and the army surrenders. Here's the end of the episode. Colonel, we're here to discuss the terms of your surrender. Surrender? Never! Hmm, let's see what your hangover has to say. Great Cheney's ghost! You win! Colonel, I hope you've learned that an occupying foreign force can never defeat a determined local populace. Among the many things we learned in Vietnam... Horn, please! Simpson, you may have won, but you still have to serve the remainder of your tour of duty. All right, but no combat! Don't you worry, ma'am. A man of your husband's ingenuity can be put to very good use. Dudes, want to make some extra spending money? Get a free pair of boots? Hey, baby, you like obstacle courses? Thinking it over, huh? I'm cool with that. Hey, pal, like the way you handle that mop. You like killing? Hey, ladies, are you tired of waiting for sanctions to work? I know I am. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. So funny, Robbie. This episode episode just made me laugh so much I fell out of my chair. Okay, I'm going to make this clip. This is let's, let's I'm going to spell out what happened. The army drank. Again, if you're going to get that drunk, you'd have the water would have to be they have to be so so the the alcohol content in the water would have to be really strong. Strong enough for you to have to taste it. You taste the ethanol. True. What actually happened here, Robbie, is I believe they put some much stronger drugs. They just put LSD in there. Uh, that's a different episode altogether. About see, that's the thing. Like, what is this? What like they just why why did the army the army surrenders because they're hungover? Like, what is this? And they just we want to. And Homer makes one loud noise, so the army gives up. This is this is a you know okay. This episode offends me. Here, this episode offends me. Mm-hmm. Because it's not even trying to make a... There's no story in this episode. There is no character in this episode. There, No one in this episode is anything. It is a loose assemblage of nonsense. It is garbage. There's nothing in this. And then they just throw jokes about torture on top of it. Like, there is no... Like, there's no what. There's no why. There's no how. There's no stakes. There's no motive for any character. No character has any motivation. Homer does any characters, not just Homer. Homer is the main character in this, but any of them, they don't do any, they don't do anything for any reason. They just do things because that is what is written for them to do. We don't, Homer joins the army because he wants to get away from his family. Why? Homer, Homer doesn't surrender because they want to kill Homer, but then they don't want to kill Homer. Cause guess what? Well, guess what guys hungover military men still have rifles. They can still shoot Homer. If that's the intent, like why do they lose if they are, are hungover? It's the stupidest thing. It's the laziness of this that really bothers me. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, when we first started doing, uh, recording this episode, I told Robbie, this is not going to be in like the bottom 50. Probably. I mean, it might be towards the top of that because we've had episodes that are straight up, uh, like offensive but it's just so lazy and bad and it's really like i think i've said this before i won't belabor the point but if i was going to write a simpsons episode i'd try really hard I'd try to make it as good as i possibly could would it be great i don't know probably not i've never written television before it probably wouldn't be great but i would try you know i would spend a lot of time on it 
I would I would I would think and do as best as I possibly could. And I wouldn't I don't there I, like I I know I don't know if you, when it becomes your job and you work on it for years or whatever that you get detached from it you don't care as much I I don't know it's a that it's offensive to me that you don't have any pride in your work because that's what this like there is nothing in this this isn't the Simpsons anymore this is just a loose assemblage of nonsense that is it fulfills a contractual obligation for twenty episodes in a season or whatever it is I don't know what this is this episode's terrible I hate it. It's over. Thank God. We'll rank it at the end of the show. Robbie, is this episode broken? Obviously, yes. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. <sighs> quick fix. <laughs> quick fix. Um, I don't. I don't know. Um. I know it's it's hard, Robbie. It's hard. I, I, mean, I, I, I don't know. You what? What is the the the? Okay, Homer gets recruited by the army. Okay, Homer's in the army. I think that's that's what this episode is. So if we're gonna fix it, that's what the episode has to be. It is Homer in the army. He has to get there sooner. <laughs> you can easily get there in two minutes. It doesn't need to be. <laughs> you can literally have Homer in the mall. And the recruiters are so desperate that they recruit him, because, even if he's old. He's an old dad. They don't care. We need people. Um, but I don't know what it's... Well, I don't know what you do. I'm not... I refuse to send Homer to the Middle East. We are not doing that. Ooh, no, no, no. None of that's... A, I mean, I, I guess you could send Homer to, like, a different country that's not an active war zone, but then it just kind of loses the teeth of the episode. Yeah, I, you have to. I think the war again. That's, the problem is it's just Simpson sides again. It's not there. There is just it's just so close to that episode already. But if you want to do like oh anti-war episode, anti-Iraq war in particular, you know, episode like that. I think you 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 do the premise of war games, and. I think you have, I don't know. This is my best idea, Matt. I don't think it's a good idea, honestly. <laughs> but I think you have the, the premise of war games. Homer is in the army. Homer is on one side of the war games. I would say, and you could still involve Springfield. Having Springfield be occupied is an interesting idea and could be exciting and interesting. But I think you have have it where you reverse it from what this episode does. Where you don't have Homer hiding out in Springfield, you have Homer as the invading force, and he's trying to root out the other side of this war game in Springfield. And Homer is mimicking the invasive American force in Iraq, and Homer realizes over time, and you have to play this straight. You have to have Homer pretending to be a military man for the most part. Uh, he has to want to join the army for some reason. Probably, hey, because it's the right thing to do. Because he needs to help. He wants to help his country. I think that's all. Like, honest, if that's what you want to do, that's what you got to do with this. If that's what this episode is. Otherwise, you just erase this episode, which I'm also completely fine with. I'm also completely okay with erasing this episode and, and glassing the planet, and it never exists. If you want to make this episode, I think that's my best idea. And you have Homer realize throughout you know through the the rest of this episode as the town starts to hate him um and lisa you get a heart to heart with lisa lisa the peacenik of course 
I think would feature prominently. And Homer would rec- realize throughout, by the end of the episode that he he was wrong, and he surrenders to the other guys. He do- he has the opportunity to drum out this other force, and he decides, no, I'm going to surrender. I think that's the wrong. I think I did the wrong thing. And then he immediately gets discharged from the army for losing. And we we go back to the status yes. quo, losing and admitting to losing, not just losing, but admitting to losing. So if you want to have that, you know, uh, oh, we're trying to make a satire of the the macho gung ho military. That's how you make it you know, impactful. Yeah. I think, you know, you go back to war games, the film, the Matthew Broderick film, where it's like the only way to win is not to play. And I think that's the, I think, and you'd have a climax of where like, Oh, for Homer to win, he'd actually have to put people in harm's way probably. And he's not willing to do that. Even put Marge in harm's way or whatever, you know, whatever it could be. Um, I don't think that's necessarily a great idea. I think you could do that idea as a Simpsons episode. It'd be really hard to do it right. It'd have to, like, to to tread that ground delicately to make it funny. That's really hard. It's real, honestly, this is episodes just devoid of laughter, and it's just like torture's not funny, guys. Like invasive Amer- like the stripes. You think about like they mentioned stripes in this episode, Matt. Stripes has had the benefit of, you know, some of the best comedic minds of all time writing it. And I still don't think Stripes. I don't know. A lot of people really like Stripes. I don't it, think it didn't succeed. And it's I don't know. Yeah, yeah. there, there are two parts to Stripes. There's the beginning part, uh, which is basically them going to boot camp and acting wacky in a boot camp environment, which is fine, I guess. And then there's the second part, which involves them in a Cold War country. If I recall correctly, like stealing missiles or something like that. It's a very tonally different second half yeah it it, it it's also like full metal jacket in that way where you have like these two halves of the film um i don't think simpsons episode needs to do this i don't there's not i don't think it's you can't really do it anymore unless you're gonna like i don't know i can't think of like i don't this is not a great idea (laughs) they already did it they already put over in the military don't do it again stop that's really my advice i have to fix it that's what i would say uh, we can move on. But let's just not. Yeah, let's just not. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments in the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Our comments from the news group is where I ask our patrons, which is on patreon.com slash The Simpson Show, uh, what they think about the episode. They leave their reviews, and I read them right here. They join our cavalcade of calamity or parade of pain as they watch these terrible episodes with us. They'll get better, right, Matt? This will get better, right? They have to. They can't be like this is. Cons- like, I mean, they'll get back to a a low level of competency at some point. I will take. I'll take mediocrity. I will. I'll. I'll happily accept mediocrity. Okay, Tim. If memory serves, Fox really went all in on advertising the fact Kiefer Sutherland would be a guest voice. Naturally, I and pretty much everybody else in the free thinking world thought this would be a twenty four parody, but no, that would have to wait. Instead, Sutherland performed a role that thousands of starting actors could have performed. Sipso did have one rather amusing moment, the phone tree near the end, but beyond that, this was a primarily a bunch of nonsense. Another case where the writers looked at what had been done previously, i.e. the NSYNC-inspired Join the Navy advertisement, and decided that their challenge should need to make it considerably worse. Still, it wasn't quite as dumb as Please Homer Don't Hammer Him, so it'll eke out a 330. I have not thought about placement yet. We're going to, oh, I'm actually kind of dreading that. Uh, next from JJ. It's going to be tough. I didn't del- dislike this episode as much as I thought I would. It's it's complete nonsense, but it's not trying to be anything more. 
All these teen episodes attempt an actual plot, but descended into nonsense and chip kidnappings due to the script's incompetence. But here the nonsense is the plot from the start. I'll take that over the horrible mischaracterization of the family seen in both Jazzy and the Pussycats and Please Homer, Don't Hammer Him. Homer is Captain Wacky here, but at least he's not a monster. Reminding of Simpson Tide and the Mansion family, but not as funny. The episode's lack of strong jokes is its biggest shortcoming. I only laughed at H means hot, but considering the subject matter, this episode could have been a lot worse. Yes, I would also, I thought it was going to be worse than it is. It's just, it's just bad. It's not direct. I don't really know anymore. I think my brain is melted out of my ears. It's hard for me to. Okay, from Lauren. I may hate this episode the most out of the ones that I personally watched. Wow. Wow, most hated, that's the award. I was highly offended and had to remind myself to stay calm. I rolled my eyes, glared, and literally exclaimed, WTF, and go F yourself. Go fudge yourself is what Lauren censors herself. That's that's quite kind. More than once. I think it angered me because my best friend is currently in the Army, plus many of family have served in the military. Have they have made an entertaining, entertaining military, military satire episode? Sure. Is that what this is? Hell no. This is garbage due to the suicide and gay jokes, as well as Homer being completely moronic and someone I wanted to shoot out of a cannon. Completely wacky, not suspended in any type of reality, boring and idiotic. Boo. Boo. Are you saying boo or boo earns? Boo. I think it's just boo. Definitely boo. It's just boo. Uh, next from Derek. Apparently this is satirical. Describe satire in this as ham-fisted would be grossly understating it. Writers have had their hands chopped off and then had two big great honey host ha- honey roast hams <laughs> two big great honey roast hams surgically attached when crafting this garbage the late teen seasons are something of an oxymoron this episode is over the top and yet so very boring at the same time how do they manage that when things would go off the rails during seasons 9 through 12 at least it held your attention this one has springfield come under military occupation and i'm just sitting back yawning and counting down the remaining minutes uh finally from benjamin Really not sure what to think of this one. I didn't hate didn't hate it. I didn't like it. It just exists. It's been done better before, but it's not nearly as bad as other recent episodes. Now you always say it's Looney Tunes. This one literally was Looney Tunes. Plot was dumb, and they overthought the satire. I had a hard time suspending any disbelief about the army invading Springfield, using live ando, surrounding on a boat, and many other moments. Yeah. I boy. That's it for the uh, comments from the script this week. Thank you guys for your reviews. Appreciate you. Um, if you want to leave your own reviews for any of these episodes as you go, join our Patreon. Any level gets you uh, access. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for Listener Question of the Week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is what is what is a horror property they should use in Chaos of Horror? Lots and lots of answers. Appreciate everyone took the time. Matt, take it away. All righty. So many incredible answers, guys. Great job this week, especially. Uh, from Matthew, uh, maybe because I just rewatched it, but Midsummer, Uter invites the Simpsons to visit his hometown where they encounter a cult. Or the granddaddy of all pagan cult movies, The Wicker Man, Flanders as the stodgy Christian investigator, Burns as Lord Summer Isle. Uh, yes, please, uh, to both of those. Watch out. Um, watch out for bees. Oh, always watch out for bees. Uh, from Andy. Uh, killer clowns from outer space. You could easily incorporate Krusty. You absolutely could, and that would be amazing. Uh, from Mark. I'd try uh, I'd try something new for a Trace of Horror episode with a Halloween spin on a classic Simpsons episode, 22 short spooky tales about Springfield. Maybe with a better title, but I think that would have a lot of potential. Absolutely. That would be amazing. Great idea, Mark. <laughs> um, 
from Rachel. Uh, they've done the Twilight Zone several times, but one episode has always haunted me. The Midnight Sun. The Earth is getting hotter. Everyone will die, and there's no escape. It would fit in well with the environmental message. Maybe Lisa could give it. And the more surrealist sequences would be excellent as animation. Absolutely. Uh, from Tim, it's not quite a horror film per se, but The Simpsons could either do a very inspired or a very horrific cover of Ghostbusters. Oh, I can just imagine what The Simpsons would do to Slimer. Uh, from Lauren, I think, unless they've already done it, an It segment uh, with Krusty as It and the Springfield children could work. They can do one They can do one year with the kids young and the next year with the kids older or do it in two segments. Again, fantastic idea. I would love to see that. No, I think it's better if they do like a really bad Jurassic Park and the grip and all the, you turn all the old people into dinosaurs. Moving along, uh, from Casey, of the Belco experiment 2016 would work super well in the power plant setting. All our favorite nuclear technicians fending for their lives and trying to decide who lives and who dies. Ooh. Uh, from Alex, uh, they've never really used Jason other than the one couch gag. They should use Jason. It can be Nelson or Cletus. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, well, from Derek, looking to Stephen King's work could prove fruitful. I absolutely love what South Park did with Pet Cemetery and Children of the Corn and think these would be work as short uh, trials of horror segments. Really, though, they haven't done much with the slasher films, and taking some cues from the already tongue-in-cheek Scream films could make for an entertaining segment. I don't think the current writers could spell the word joke, so funniness is out of the question, but with the slasher premise, you don't really have to worry too much about comedy because the enjoyment would come from the intrigue and the thrill. Again, dead on. Uh, from Rich, they could have some fun with the doppelganger concept from Jordan Peele's Us. The family fit perfectly into the dynamic. Obviously, the racial political commentary wouldn't translate, but you could get seven minutes of fun out of Springfield's characters fighting murderous doubles themselves. At the very least, it would be a fun challenge for Julie Cameron to play a more sinister version of Marge. Oh, heck yes. That would be great. Uh, from Benjamin, anything Hitchcock that made fun and Simpsony? They've done it before. They could do it again. Uh, from at Board ATX, my favorite horror movie in recent memory is the Japanese zombie movie One Cut of the Dead. I'm not sure we've ever seen a Simpsons episode done in one shot, but it could be a lot of fun. If you have not seen One Cut of the Dead, I beg you to see it. Don't spoil it for yourself. Uh, from at Deadman74, not sure if it counts as horror, but I think they might be able to make something interesting out of The Quiet Place. Very true. This uh, Simpsons segment with nobody talking. That will be very interesting. From at Brian J. Field, I was thinking it would be neat to do something like Loki and visit other timelines, but those timelines would be past tree houses in the show. A little meta, but super fun for super fans. Oh, that would be brilliant. Uh, from at Wastecast, still a big alien advocate. <laughs> I don't think they've straight up done Halloween yet. Also kind of surprised I haven't seen anything directly parodying it or the mist. At least not that I can recall. Mm -hmm. uh, from at Yes, it's Aaron. Re role reversal, Carrie with Ralph in the lead. Oh, God, that sounds terrifying. Uh, from at Hippie 200, The Happening. It's one of the worst films I've ever seen. It has so much potential for a parody. Face with tears of joy. Oh, my God. That would be with Lisa and Homer. That would, that would be so fantastic. Uh, from Matt Columbia 88 I missed the classic Twilight Zone spoofs. I mean, there's a lot left. There were a lot of Twilight Zone episodes. Even the bad ones would be fantastic. Streets of Horror uh, episodes. Robbie, what is yours? I could just say The Thing because I love The Thing. It's my favorite movie, not just my favorite horror movie. But I'm going to – obviously The Thing. Hey, I love the thing. Do the thing. It's easy, too. You just have all the dudes and just put them in an yeah, Antarctic right. research base and just do the thing. You have some funny gags. Well, there's just a base in Springfield for some reason. It's Oh, it's Moe's. Basically, it's the thing, but in Moe's. Ah, sure. that's, that's a good idea, man. They're, they're, they're stuck inside because it's cold. Um, exactly. Or, but here's my... Not really cold. Just, they just don't want to go out because they're wusses. Yeah. Uh, here's my Dark Horse, uh, The Descent, uh, from, I think, 2006? Someone say the movie came out. I don't remember for sure, but I love the descent. It's one of my favorite horror movies. Um, people trapped in a cave fighting themselves in cave monsters. Uh, really, it's, and like I think in that instance, it would just. I don't really know if you need gags. You could just 
be straight up just scary. Um, but oh, there's another, what's another, another Dark Horse horror movie, Death Watch. It's a lot of fun too. That'd be great Simpsons yeah. up. Death Watch. Death Watch is a haunted house movie, except it's a trench in World War One. Haunted. Oh, that wh- sounds horrible. I love it. Horror. It's really, it's really gr- gruesome. Um, it has uh, the most oh. famous actor in it is Andy Serkis. He plays. He's a, one of the supporting characters in it. I don't think anyone else. Maybe one of them has done more since, but I don't remember. Matt, what is your answer? I have a lot of uh, picks for this, but uh, I'm probably going to go with uh, the others. I think just uh, having the Simpsons as an old, as a you know a, a British family wandering around, uh, or honestly the the British family as a bunch of randos and the Simpsons as the kids that she's constantly seen. And you know I think there's a lot of hilarity you can get out of that that doesn't require a whole lot of thinkiness or words, uh, honestly. So hey, Simpsons writers, look at this. Look at this. This is a huge list of a fantastic idea. Dozens of ideas. Any of them are great. Just take it. Run. Go. Uh, next week's question. What is your favorite military movie? And I mean that in the loosest sense, as po- loosest sense possible. Yeah. You know, it could be, you know, it doesn't have to be an army. It doesn't have to be a war movie. It could be just a military movie of any kind. Whatever you think that means, I will post this question on our social media, Twitter, at Pod. You can email us at SimpsonShowPod at gmail.com. And uh, I will post this question on our Patreon, which is, again, patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. I post it publicly so anyone can get there. Uh, put up, I put out the call early in the week. Hey, you can give me your answers. Uh, Matt, it is time, once again, for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean, S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium. And one hard and try and stump the other. Um, you should have seen uh, our commentary track go live on the feed this week um, for Homer's Odyssey, which is my punishment. I had to, which isn't so bad. Homer's uh, it's, it's a little bland, but other than that, it's and it has really crazy animation and really, I mean, it's bad, but it's weird compared to what The Simpsons would be even later in the first season. Um, but that is whoever loses has to do a commentary track of the person. The winner's choice, Homer, Homer's Odyssey was Matt's choice. We are tied so far this season, four to four. Matt, are you ready for an easy question? I am ready, yes. Homer joins what branch of the U.S. Armed Forces in Simpson Tide? Uh, that would be the Navy. Mm-hmm. You there? You want to think about that? Oh, right? sorry, sorry. The Naval Reserve. My bad. The it, Naval Reserve. It's, uh, it was I an easy question, so I figured you were easy on me, but that's okay. I, I mean, you're. I, I gave you. I made the noise. Um, what's my easy question? Your easy question. What, 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 we rejoins in? the military in Sweet Seymour Skinner's badass song. Oh, that'd be Seymour Skinner. You'd be correct. All right, Matt, your medium question. The Naval Reserve is the what numbered line of defense? The United States. Oh, man, is the 37th line of defense. Sorry, man, it's the 17th. Oh, 17th, man. You got 30, You got seven, but you, it's not 30. Yeah, between the Ohio National Guard and the League of Women Voters, I believe. League of Women Voters, very important. In the defense structure, absolutely. In the defense structure of the United States, in case we get invaded. What's my medium question, Matt? Your medium question. In New Kids on the Blech, which member of NSYNC gets signed up for the military? I know it's not JT. It's either Lance or Joey, I think. Hmm. 
Lance. Lance Bass. Ooh, I'm sorry. It is JC Chavez. Oh, JC? Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We signed JC up yesterday. JC's not funny. Don't bring it. Okay. No, he's You're... not. That's probably why they didn't let him talk. Uh... <laughs> okay. I really. Okay. Fine. I disagree with the writer's choice from 12 years, 14 years ago, whatever it was. Um, your hard question, Matt. Captain Tennille is voiced by who in Simpson Tide? Captain Tennille is voiced by who? Ooh, I don't like this. <laughs> this goes outside of our normal parameters. What do you mean? I've asked you don't them. usually ask by who does voices. I do that all the time, Matt, because I know you never remember. Oh, God. Um, Captain Tennille's voice by Come on, Matt. Um, Neil Young. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's no, Matt. It's Rod Steiger. Rod Steiger does the voice of Captain. Who the hell is Rod Steiger? He is an old actor. Huh. Lots okay. Character. He's, like a... he's an old character actor. He does lots and lots of parts. Oh. Okay. Sure. That seems like a bad question, but okay. I'm sorry that All you right. don't know the answer to something, Matt. Oh no. Uh huh. Feel what, free. Uh, feel free question. to ask me what questions about who voice who. Mm-hmm. Usually when they're a famous person. Rod Sager is not famous. You don't know no, anybody. He's not. You, <laughs> Matt. Matt. Okay. Well. Okay. What's? Let's, let's. He's not famous. He's. Yeah. He has a Wikipedia page. Is that not consider he's, he's not famous? No. No. Um. Your hard question. What are the other bands LT Smash has created? Uh, uh, boy, crazy. Uh, uh, wait, there's more. Um, there's boy, crazy and there's the Corys and uh, I don't know, Matt. What, All right. What uh, it answers? is new kids in the ditch and boy, Nudo. Okay. Let's see. Rod Steiger was in Mars Attacks. Uh, he was in In the Heat of the Night. He was in uh, On the Waterfront. He was in Duck You Sucker, which is, I know, one of your favorite movies. Uh-huh. He's in a lot of very famous older movies, Matt. Uh, exactly. So no one in the age of 50 would probably even recognize the name. You don't know In the Heat of the Night? You don't know that movie? In the Heat of the Night. No, it doesn't He played familiar. Al Capone in Al Capone in 1959, f- pretty famously. Oh, in 1959. Yeah, that was great. I remember where I was when it came out. <laughs> you don't know On the Waterfront? That's a... That's a... That's a Again, uh... not alive when it came out. I know of it. Matt, but Matt you're alive. allowed to... Matt, I'm going to break something to you. You're allowed to watch movies that came out before you were born. I mean, yeah, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I. But you can't say someone's not famous because they were in famous movies that you've never seen. No? Okay. I'm not going to get any movement on this, am I? Are you muted, Matt? Are you muted or just be quiet? No, I was taking a video of the, the kid watching the turtle. <sighs> <sighs> Sorry, Robbie. Kitten's more important. I mean, it's hard to argue about this this episode. Yes, obviously. this episode especially. <laughs> <laughs> yes, kit is obviously more important than GI Doe. Ugh, um, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's it for trivia. Matt and I are still tied five five, just the way I like it. We can move on to our final segment. The segment we end every single episode with is time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically. So we'll watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Ugh. Yeah, this is a tough one. It's like, where is this going to go? Ugh. 
I think it's better. I know it here. I know. I know this, Matt. This is better than Kiss Kiss Bang Bangalore. Okay, that's which is fair. number that's, that's number three forty on our list. I think this is better than that. Okay, I don't know how much better. It is better than that. I think. Okay, here and here's here here's a window. I think Simpsons Christmas Stories is better than the, is better than it, which is at number three thirty two. So it's in between those two is what I would say. There's a window. Okay, I can, I can say that. All right, let's see. Uh, right above Kiss Kiss Bangalore, you have Million Dollar Ab, uh, which is uh, which one's that one again? <laughs> Let me find out. Million Dollar Ab. Yeah, I remember Mobile Homer. I remember the monkey suit. God, the monkey suit was stupid. Oh, that's uh, Grandpa I, becomes a matador. Is Million Dollar Ab? This is better than that. This is definitely better than that. Okay. The monkey suit, I think it's better than the monkey suit because that episode just just absolutely brain dead, but in a similar way. So I think we're actually getting closer to it. Homer and Ned Tail Mary right Pass. About, about the, the halftime shows and stupid uh, dancers and like overly Christian movies. And eh. I feel like that one actually had something it was trying to say, but just did it in such a ham fisted way. Well, well, here, here, Matt, let me ask you a question. This is a, I think this is a, a question that will settle this, if this is better than Homer and Ned's Hail Mary Pass. Does Homer and Ned's Hail Mary Pass have any jokes about torture? Not that I know of. Any uh, any joke jokes about, about war Michelle crimes? Kwan and I think some uh, a basketball player hooking up. Any jokes about war crimes in Homer and Ned's Hail Mary Pass? I mean, do you count uh, Moses in the basket as a war crime? No, that's child abandonment. Okay, okay. Not war crime. Okay, I think it's this is worse than Homer and Ned's Hail Mary Pass and above. I would put it in between that and the monkey suit. I think that's a, a, a reasonable spot for it. Mm-hmm. Is that is is that is that mm-hmm, is, is that enough? That's you that's going. Mm-hmm. You going. You going. Okay, that's fine. I don't care, Robbie. Let's get this over with. Yeah, if we were if we were if we were in the top fifty and jockeying, I might have stronger opinions. But we are literally in the bottom fifty. I mean, this episode's terrible. I mean, this episode's really bad. I don't know. I I think this affects me more than other people when I look at these episodes, especially after doing this for so long, where if an episode is just really lazy, like that offends me as a writer. You know, like it's it like if an episode, if someone tries really hard to make something and it's bad, that is different than someone who gives no effort or something and it's bad. And especially when it's The Simpsons. I'm gonna. T- I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna count off more points than most people would for that. Yeah. Uh, that's G- GI annoyed grunt. GI Doe number three thirty seven on our list, right below Homer and Ned's Hail Mary Pass, right above the monkey suit. First place is still Homer's enemy. Last place is still Codependence Day. Holding strong down there at three sixty one as our worst episode ever. We have one more question to answer, Matt, before we move on, before we wrap this up, and that question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! Do you want to say it, Matt, or do you want me to say it? I'm going to say fire the cannon. Just, there's no reason for this to exist. Ugh. Bye. Bye. Bye, G.I. Doe. We don't need to know you anymore. We never knew you. We don't need to know you. You're empty and useless. 
Um, we can. So, no, it's not part of the can. Of course not. It's terrible. It's empty. There's nothing in it. There's jokes about war crimes. Get out of here. Um, we can move up to the top of the list, work our way down as we answer this question about every single episode. And we are at number 64 on our list, which is Bart Gets an F. Which is oh, man, I love this episode first, so much. First episode of season two. It is the highest rated episode of The Simpsons ever. Um, had 30 million people watching, which is crazy. Um, but Barquette's and F is so it's so simple and so pure. Um, and I think in a lot of ways is very much a model for a Bart episode. It really is, because it shows Bart being funny, but also being essentially a 10-year-old boy who has to struggle with something that a lot of 10-year-old boys have to deal with. And yet it's still funny enough that everyone laughed. Millions of people watched it. I just... Mm, yeah, but no, you know what's real funny? Abu Ghraib. Hilarious jokes. Uh, mm-hmm. you, know, you remember Bart gets an F? Like it was a simple uh, little little story about Bart wanting just to get a good grade want for once, and through will and heart uh, and effort, he manages to get a D, and he celebrates in the world, and everyone's happy. But no, we, you mm-hmm. know what's you know what's really good episode to make about let's make Homer go in the army, and then we'll make jokes about war crimes, uh, torture, hilarious. You know what's real funny? Torture. I can't say it enough. Um, that is Barkett's enough. Of course, it's part of the canon. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful episode. Um, it might be the first great episode of The Simpsons, I would say. First yeah, episode of season true. two. The first episode of season two, we got new animation. We've got, you know, a slightly more consistent voice acting just in general. It's great. Yeah, it might be that that first episode is like they 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 knocked it out of the park coming back for season two. Um, you can find this list on our website. It's the Simpsons show.com has links to everything there to our Twitter, to our RSS feed and link to our Patreon. Again, if you want to help us pay for hosting and help get a, and get a bunch of bonus material along the way, go right there. Our next episode, Matt is Moena Lisa. Interesting. I don't remember this one. Lisa. It's possible. It could be good. Lisa aids Mo in discovering his inner poet and he gains swift popularity and recognition from a group of successful American authors when Lisa helps to get his poetry published. So this episode stars... I do remember this episode. ...stars Tom Wolfe, Gore Vidal, Michael Chabon, and Jonathan Franzen as themselves, which are quite a, quite a murderous row of, of, of uh, modern writers, but I don't... I don't know if that's... I don't know if They this... have very small points, as I recall. Okay. I'm I just... I'm... Poetry is a thing I know some things about, Matt. I'm not sure if I'm going to like what the Simpsons say about it. <laughs> As I recall, I don't recall this being bad. And it's it's fairly in character for Mo and Lisa. But it has been a really long time. Oh, okay. So you remember it being great is what you're telling me. Yeah, that's what I remember. That's oh. what I just said. Uh-huh. Yep, Congratulations. That's, that's what I like. That's what I heard, at least. <laughs> Probably I'm leaving. I, I, I don't like you twisting my words around anymore. Get used to it, Matt. Um... What do I do? I say this is that's it for us. Uh, before we go, you can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. That's my name. My website is RobbieDorman.com, which is also my name. Uh, you can find links there to my other podcasts and links there to purchase my horror novels. I have eight of them. The newest one is called Death Rattle. It's about a grizzled Texas redneck defending his dying town from vampires. It's a great book. It's one of my favorites. Probably maybe my favorite. I don't know. I go back and forth. It's like, you know, having kids go back and forth, which we know which one's my favorite, but uh, you can get that on Amazon. 
uh, read it for free with Kindle Unlimited, or go read any of my books. They're all great. I wrote them. How could they be bad? I'm a smart guy. <laughs> I'm not laughing at that. It's just funny the way you put that. You should go check them out. I appreciate it if you did. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. That is true. Uh, as you guys could probably heard in this episode, let's probably cuts it all out. I have spent all of my time uh, taking care of kittens, you know, wiping butts, force feeding them, giving them baths, you know, the usual thing. Uh, you can see all that at Kitten Turds, uh, at K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S on Instagram. Uh, be warned, you will fall in love. <laughs> With that, I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. Thank you, bud. Shh.